you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. Hello. 
and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer, and my dearest co-host, Dory Shafrir, is out on maternity leave, cuddling with her baby. So with us today is our guest host. They're a podcast producer of this podcast. They are a Netflix show producer extraordinaire. You hear their name at the end of every episode of Forever 35, Sammy Junio. Oh, hello. Stepping in to the guest host spot here on Forever 35. And please, before we get started, do remember that Sammy and I are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Oh, yeah. Serum it up. (laughs) I feel like your serum is that you don't use a serum. Am I I right? Yep. No serum. We're going to dig into that. Can't wait. I did want to mention to the audience that you call me Kate Horse, (laughs) which I don't know if we've ever told the Forever 35 audience why that's my nickname. Oh, you have. I have mentioned why I'm Kate Horse Spencer. Yep. Okay, great. Because my parents told me I could choose my own middle name and I chose Horse. And then they were like, no. (laughs) And when I tell people that, some people adopt it as my name. I love it so much. I I wrote horse like I would sign. I have a still have a Fisher Price tape recorder that says Kate Horse Spencer on it. <laughs> Why tell your kid that they can choose their own middle name? Why not? And then, but then let them choose it, and then not approve of the choice, and then make them get their grandmother's first name. Oh, yeah. They could have just given me Elizabeth to begin with. That's fair, you know. But I would like, like, I wonder what if you could choose your own middle name. As a kid, and also now, what would you choose? Oh, right? I don't know. That's right? tough. Huh. Like when I was a kid, I wanted my name in the '80s. I wanted to be like Tiffany, Shannon, sure, Morgan. Like those are the names I coveted. Jordan. I liked a Max. Max. Yeah. Sam Max Junio. Yeah. You could pull off Max. I nah, not anymore. I like my name a lot right now. <laughs> Your full name or just your Sammy Junio? I'm, I've been doing a lot of Sam lately, and that feels good. I like Sam. I've been shortening Sammy to Sam without asking for approval. I hope that's okay. Oh, that's totally fine. Okay, great. Yeah, I would correct you if it was Also, gross. you have such a great last name that like a nice teeny short name up top just like sets up Junio as kind of like the feature performer. Oh, thanks, Kate. Am I crazy? No, never. Like we could just call you like beep Junio. Oh. I mean, Sam Junio is really nice. (laughs) Also, Sammy. Okay, wow. Here we are. So, Sammy, you're going to be stepping in, guest hosting with us today, and it's kind of a big time for you. Oh, boy. It's a big career time for you. Were I an astrologer, I would, like, immediately run to your chart and see what's going on. Oh, please. But you are truly one of the hardest working people I know. Thanks, Kate. You do numerous, let me, wait, I haven't even read your bio. Let me, let me read this. Hold on. Here we go. Sammy Junio is a co-executive producer on Netflix's upcoming show, Historical Roasts, which is out now at the time of this podcast airing. They are also the head of tech at Dynasty Typewriter, which is a very cool comedy performance theater here in Los Angeles and a podcast audio engineer and producer. You may know Sammy from the credits of this year podcast because they produce Forever 35 as well as a billion other podcasts. And you can catch Sammy acting in the very funny, dare I say sexy short film Squicks, which is on Hoo Ha Ha. And you can find Sammy on Twitter at Sammy underscore Junio or on Instagram at it underscore your underscore Sam, where you can enjoy my favorite 
truly one of my favorite of all time Instagram stories series, which Sammy has titled, Is It? And it's actually, I like to call it, Is It That, Ladies? And this is in which Sammy comes up with reasons why women are not interested in dating them on Bumble. And it is an ongoing series that you've been doing on your Instagram stories. And it makes me laugh every time. Thank you so much. (laughs) I actually, yeah, it's, I don't even know. I mean, you said you rewatched the beginning of it recently. And yeah, I just was feeling real silly about why I wasn't getting any matches on Bumble. And so I took it out on my Instagram stories. (laughs) And it escalated into, well, it always, it has always been like things that clearly nobody would see or know about me from my Bumble bio. Like your knuckle hair. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is one of the first ones. (laughs) Yep. Or like there was one where you would like put your water bottle in your shoe and that was what was holding your water bottle. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was when I came home late. (laughs) By late, you mean drunk? Uh, By late, I mean drunk. Yes. And you were holding your water in a shoe. Yeah, that was like at 4 (laughs) a.m. Sammy... Did you ever get any, what, what was dating? Are you, you're not still on Bumble. We'll get to like love life. Yeah. I got banned off. I I deleted it off my phone, but my profile still exists. Go find me, match me up. Um, But did you have any success online dating? Was that ever a positive experience? Online dating. And I like, I've been online dating for a while. Uh, I was definitely an early adopter. I was on OkCupid and uh, that one is my favorite because you could fill it out as detailed as you wanted to. And then there were all these quizzes and things you could do. Um, it's almost like you learn about yourself a little bit, like kind of like doing a quiz in a magazine. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of like, you know how like Instagram, you like curate all of the cool things about you. Yes. It's exactly what OkCupid was. That's great. But like in written form. And I really, I did, I did uh, have success on OkCupid. And I, I'm not somebody who like dates a ton of people, um, but like I found, I met my one of my best friends off of OkCupid. Uh, shout out Nikki! Um, but like we clearly met with the intention of like doing things. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy now because Tinder and Bumble and all that stuff. It's just like it has opened up like. Because OkCupid and online dating in general used to just be like internet people who really couldn't go out or didn't want to go out and meet people the regular way. But now Tinder and Bumble and everything else has been like opened up to everybody. And so now that they're they're applying the regular dating rules to it. So it's it's really weird. And I, I did not figure it out at all. Did you have any matches on Bumble? I matched with a couple of people on Bumble and I talked to them for a little bit. But when it came down to meeting, I was just like, no. Was your frustration, I realized I said we were going to talk about career and then I was like, tell me about online dating. Oh, I love it. Uh, but when you when you did make that, because we like joke about your Is It That Ladies videos because I love them so much. <laughs> Lane also is a big fan here in the Forever 35 world. I'm sure Dory's also a fan. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> but was it, were you dealing with a feeling of, rejection and was that like just kind of a humorous way of coping or do you are you able to maintain kind of a positive outlook when it feels like what is why is nobody matching with me like I'm a good catch what's what's the deal oh uh it's it wasn't like true frustration but it was just like 
how is this not working? <laughs> and that's why I came up with that like whole entire excuse that I just rambled through of like, oh, well, it's different now and other people are on it. <laughs> like, well, no, but it, that isn't actually an interesting observation because I... It's kind of like when Facebook first came out and it was just like college students mm-hmm. at, your, at colleges and then all of a sudden like everybody's parents were on it. Yeah. And, and like it does shift the experience of an of an app like as the users brought in. It yeah, does absolutely. change what it's like. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it has changed. But yeah, I wasn't like super seriously looking for someone that I wanted to like date date because I was... I'm not fresh out of the relationship now, but um, it was just like, I don't want to date right now. I don't have the time. And, but this is like a, it was kind of a, like a decision that I made to be like, okay, but I should go out and start meeting people with like that sort of intention of just like getting to know them on like a, let's be romantic type like scenario. That sounds hard to put yourself out there in that way it was because i was in like a blurry phase where i was processing all of the lessons that i should have learned or did learn from my relationship that ended last year and trying to sort through that and be like and acknowledging my cycles and like my behavior um and 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 then i was deciding to be like okay We've addressed these things. Can I, one, meet people in real life without being like, oh, we're in a relationship and we're doing this whole entire thing? Or can I meet people and just be like, set those boundaries and stuff? Because I am really real bad at boundaries. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You mean like you meet someone and then immediately like two days later, you're like moving in and married, that kind of vibe? Yeah, basically. So I I made a couple friends uh, and kept them just friends and it was just like wow you could do that yeah. bud yeah good work sam did <laughs> <Look>. it. <laughs> it it is hard how did you i think it's really interesting you said that after your last relationship ended you spent time processing what you did in it like how do you learn the lessons of a i don't want to say a failed relationship but an ended relationship like how do you sit and process it and get stuff out of it and learn more about yourself and and like the good and the bad that went into it I mean, you just have to, like, recognize that the relationship ended because of two people. Like, you can be mad at that person, but you also have to recognize that, like, you had a part in it, too. And uh, you you really do have to, like, dig deep and be like, okay, what'd you do, bud? Like, who are you? Like, look at look at all of your other relationships. Like, this is a repeated thing that you're doing like you have to like just really dig in and be like okay okay I see this now and that's it's no good and it's not fair to the people that you're in a relationship with and yourself that's hard work (laughs) yeah it is and I really didn't learn from my relationships until the one before the one that just recently ended so the last two kind of in your late 20s yeah do you think it was just age that's helped you do a better job of assessing your behavior in relation, like your patterns of behavior in relationships? I, th- I mean, I think so. I haven't really like applied it in that way, but like, okay, you're getting older. It was kind of just like, you were really traumatized by this. Yeah. Let's learn some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to handle trauma. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> do you feel like now that you are dating someone, 
that you spoiler okay spoiler (laughs) alert sammy is dating a person yeah yes who seems really cool oh she's great uh do you feel like you're applying the experiences of your like the the learning experience that you just went through to this new like the new beat relationship oh absolutely and we we talked a lot and oh yeah you're gonna get a kick out of this so i met this person and there was an, an immediate like draw to her and uh but i was still like teetering off of a another thing lol um and so there was like there was this hesitation and i was just like okay hold on a second because you hesitated with all of the other people that you were dating is is this the same sort of hesitation like and so i was just like oh i don't i don't know i gotta figure this out i gotta take this slow so but we but i wanted to be around her a lot so we like hung out a lot and um (laughs) so she she was getting to like I, i did this stupid thing where like i put us in romantic situations like we went out once and it was raining at night and the street lights were on and i like ran out into the middle of the road and like it was just dancing and shouting in the rain and then like we got into the car and i wouldn't i wouldn't look at her because <laughs> i knew it would be like we're gonna kiss right now bro <laughs> but um and that actually that behavior of not looking at her but like accidentally finding us ourselves in these romantic situations for eight days <laughs> what were what were other ones (laughs) like well it would just be like we would just like have these like really long conversations and like spend like literally days together you're at the beach like just looking at the sea yeah like having like a nice lunch and then like and then like she they would she would come up and like be really close to my face and i'd be like oh what's in my lap (laughs) (laughs) but it's it sounds like you were maybe it felt clunky but you were trying to set boundaries yeah in a place that you weren't hadn't set them before yeah freaking boundaries man it's like they're so hard they're so hard and you have to like actually learn how like does any is anyone born into the world knowing how to have healthy boundaries with people yeah she does okay (laughs) i mean we need to interview her yeah well you should she's great uh she's an aquarius and i think that those those types of people because i read a lot about our zodiacs when i wasn't looking at her (laughs) You're like, I'll look at my phone and see if we match. <laughs> right. Um, and Aquari- Aquarians are like very like, n- just stop you right there. Like very, very boundary setting and stuff. So what was the like plunge that then made you feel comfortable knowing that you did want to take, make it a romantic relationship? Uh, we went out after, or I met up with her after a show and I was just like, no, this is it. Let's Aww. do it. And it was nice. Were you dancing in the rain? I was not dancing in the rain. We were outside of the Black Cat in Silver Lake. Okay. We kissed under the stars. Did you? Oh, yeah. romantic. Always. See, it was still a romantic moment. Yeah. I do love you You putting yourself in rom-com moments, so that really makes me chuckle. I just, I can't, I don't know how else to do it. Like, everything has to be. <laughs> but it just, like, naturally happens that way. Like, it was just raining, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to scurry out into the rain, because I love the rain. <laughs> and, like, I drove her home to Pasadena, and I, like, pulled over the car, because the moon was really nice. And Sammy. I was just like, this is bad. Yeah, I was, like, laughing at myself when I got home after that. That was actually the uh, water bottle and shoe night. <laughs> Wait a second. You drove home sober? Yes. Okay. Then you got drunk and put a water bottle in a shoe? <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was just like a, 
I just, that's just how I am. And I'm a person of intensity. And that's why like boundaries are so hard because I'm just either, if I like something, I'm there. Are you like that with friends too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate it. Good. You show up to this podcast with intensity. Always. It's hard being an intense person though. It is. Like, it really is. It's a lot of feelings and a lot of emotion. And it can, is it, do you find that draining that side of yourself? Well, yes. And no, I, at this point I'm just like, let's go with it. But I've also like managed myself. So the intensity doesn't really come out. So my intensity now doesn't come out like a lot, but I was talking about, and this is, we'll talk about this later, the gym thing, but I was talking about how I went to the gym like every day for a month straight. And my friend was just like, oh, it's like hot or cold with you. Just like, yeah, exactly. But it's not like that with people anymore. And also like I grew up like super suppressed, like I suppressed all of my feelings and then they started like leaking out at 18 and I'm just like, okay, this is a cool way to do. And then I was just like, wait, we have to dial it back just a little bit because you're like getting drunk and punching walls and yelling at stuff. So let's not do that. That's so you were suppressing just emotion in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it started coming out at 18. Or, yeah, just like puberty. Yeah, just or just that, like, the hormonal unleashing of uh, our bodies. Yeah. Wow, that must, have, that must have been hard. It was a lot, yeah. It's a lot to just have a tiny little body and just feel all the things. It's so hard. I mean, that's why you have lots of Tegan and Sarah tattoos. <laughs> One Tegan and Sarah tattoo, right? <laughs> but you have a very big Tegan and Sarah tattoo across your both forearms. Yeah. So it's one Tegan and Sarah tattoo that you got at how old? 18. Yeah. See, that's like when you're, <laughs> see? Yeah. Oh boy. I'm really digging deep here. Oh, please dig deeper. All right. Let's take a pause. Okay. Then I do want to come back and talk about the fact that you are producing a Netflix show because that's bonkers. Okay. Brag. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. 
Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like, truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So, Sammy. Kate Horse. While we were... (laughs) While we were on a pause uh, to do those ads, I told you I felt like a proud mother <laughs> that you have executive produced a television show on the Netflix. I have application. Netflix yeah. isn't a channel, is it? What is it? It's an application. Yeah, it's right? an application. I don't well, know. Well, it's a website too. Who knows? 2019 is crazy. You know who's, what someone brought up that I didn't think about yet? Netflix. Internet. Flix. Sammy, you didn't think about that? Yet? I don't think, <laughs> Kate. <laughs> but also, how old are you when Netflix... Like, and I remember when Netflix first came out and it was like ordering discs in the mail. Right. And that felt revolutionary. And then you just put it in a little envelope back in the mailbox. Sure. And you must have been a teen when that was going on. Oh, probably. I'm trying to remember I when I was it- an adult. I was like <laughs> 24. That was almost fi- what, 15 years ago, probably. Oh, then I was 15. Christ. Oh my. Young 30 year olds now, but <laughs> fresh. But yeah, so I mean, that probably didn't even like seem crazy to you. 
no it was because i think my brother got the family into it and so we're doing, we were doing that and like well we'll get this and we'll get this and we don't have to return it oh because we were like we would always go to hollywood video and blockbuster video uh-huh and it was so fun and like one of our friends that my brother and i both had a crush on uh worked at the hollywood video so we'd be there all the time renting videos so like the whole rental thing like when those started dying down like we still needed to, wanted to do it so yeah netflix was a thing did either of you get that friend who you both had a crush on no wow a double family rejection yeah yeah that uh the uh there's a more there's, there's a, a deeper story, there? story okay yeah that seems like an off the air story <laughs> probably <laughs> what's the age difference between you and your brother four years okay that makes sense i guess so. that's intense um but to backtrack you have you are a co-executive producer on a tv show called historical roasts yes which can you describe to our audience who's maybe have never heard of it what is it about so uh historical roasts is set up like a traditional uh comedy central roast where there is a guest of honor and people come and roast that guest of honor and roast them each other um with historical roasts jeff ross roastmaster general yep, hosts comedian. the show and we have one person um from history who he's put it as honoring so we had some controversial guest hosts but we spun it a little bit so it's just like we're still honoring the person because at the end of the day the comedy central roast and stuff they're they're still there to honor the person yeah um so the show set up where there's a uh guest of honor and three people on the dais then we have uh a surprise like a like an extra little bit part uh, built into but these are all characters right you're, you're these are all historical figures yes and the people who are doing the roasting of the historical figure are also historical figures yes that is really funny it's so silly and wonderful who is an example of one of the people that gets roasted on that show uh cleopatra oh snap that's really great okay cannot wait it's so good how has it been juggling I, I, I guess what I'm I'm curious about is you do so much and your job requires you to be in like 50 different places. For example, you're here with us today recording. You're producing and guest hosting. So you're mm -hmm. doing double duty. You're going to go to another recording. You work nights. You're, you are in this kind of job where you have like 50 jobs slash you have a TV show that's now getting made. How do you kind of manage the the wear like the physical and emotional wear and tear of that kind of work um uh the thing about me is that i get off on the stress and like when it's like high stress time that's when i'm like thriving because my brain is so the it needs so much stuff happening otherwise i don't feel like my brain's working and so like those moments and just the stress of work like really gets my goose like when it's like a high pressure situation i'm like yeah let's do it because that's when you're just like you are working to your fullest potential and stuff so like otherwise when it's like mid-level stuff i'm just like i need to I need to figure out how to improve this i need to streamline it or be more efficient or or, or do something where it's just like works better so you don't enjoy like when things are quiet I not know. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. But I do need quiet. Um, and I'll like, I just turn my brain off, like, and put something on Netflix and just like listen to that and then like space out on my phone. 
how do you you see that about yourself have you always been that way like has has have being really invested in high pressures or needing that pressure in order to like feel at your highest potential like were you like that in school no <laughs> not everybody is uh, no I mean school was not also the spot for me yeah well I I test really well because it's just regurgitating information mm-hmm. but projects and stuff I was just like no I'm not doing it that's interesting. And testing is a more high pressure situation. Exactly. So then do you, you never feel like stress for you is not actually stressful? Well, th- stupid things stress me out. Like if there's like a long term project and I have a deadline and it's not due in like five minutes and I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> I have to like manage myself. I think the things that stress me out is when I have like one being on time stresses me out or being late stresses me out. But when I have to manage myself, yeah, that stresses me out to the point where I'll stress myself out the four days leading up to the fifth day deadline. And then the fifth day I can rush everything and I'll be fine. <laughs> I, I do think like, no, you bring up an interesting point though, because I feel like we talk a lot and maybe in this podcast, but just in general that like the best practice is like spreading things out and managing your time and like doing like chipping away at stuff. But that is, does not work for everybody. It does not. Yeah. Like, and I was a big, uh, like in school, I saved everything for the last minute and that helped. I mean, I would, that's how I would get stuff done is almost that pressure of being under an extreme deadline made me do the work right like I could have six weeks to do something and it would I would be doing it in the last 24 hours yeah and it also like gives you less time to second guess yourself because I'm also a perfectionist so if I just rush it and like go on all cylinders and turn it in I don't have to read it over and be like okay well I edited this and don't take that out so it's it's easier for me to just one and done and get it out as a perfectionist, how do you handle it then when you do make a mistake or oh. when something doesn't go right? Or if you like, have you ever missed a deadline? Have you ever been in this like rushing state and not gotten everything done? Um, it's rare, but it has happened. I think that um, more frequently, especially because I'm the head of tech at a, at a comedy or performance venue. So sometimes I'll miss a cue or something messes up. And yeah, no, I get really down and hard on myself. I'm like, ah, fuck like I, shit like why did that not work and that sucks and like um and so that's just like it's not the healthiest way to do things but do you think you could but you couldn't do it any other way like i know it doesn't sound like you're built to be like a slow and steady <laughs> wins the race <laughs> kind of person no i'm really not so it's just like it's that thing that does back to being super intense it's just like when there is like a moment of intensity like i need to let it out because if it festers, then it go- becomes much worse. It's like a like a like a real slow burn. Like it hurts me way worse than just like having like ten minutes of just like setting things on fire. Wait, explain this a little bit deeper. So like if so if I like miss a cue at a show, mm-hmm. and after the show or even right after I miss it, I'll let myself be like, gosh shit and just like have that adult tantrum adult tantrums <laughs> should be more of a thing they really should because if i if i hold on to that frustration at myself and like let it seep through and then keep on thinking about it it's so much worse because then all i'm thinking about the next show is oh i messed that thing up 
I'm gonna do it again. Oh no. Like I didn't like let it, I didn't let the little demon out. I'm genuinely pressed though that you can that it sound what's so interesting to me about the way you're describing yourself is that you you have like this intense energetic energy. But that's also how you release your perfect. Like you don't dwell. Like you're able to just like get it out in a burst and then move on. Mm-hmm. Do you ever dwell? Because dwelling, I, I like exist in the dwell. Oh, I dwell and it sucks. It hurts. And that's why I can't do it. I, ha- I like have to, I refuse to let myself dwell on certain things. Because if I didn't, then I would just be dragging my feet through mud all the time. Your adult tantrums. <laughs> Let's describe an adult tantrum. You did mention earlier that you punched a wall, which doesn't seem like a healthy way of having an adult tantrum. No. Um, but do you don't still behave. You don't still have that impulse. No. Oh. There's one person that like drags, like brings all of that like n- bad behavior out of me. Can you describe like if you're having one of your quote unquote adult tantrums? Or is it just like you go and have a moment of like, ah, and then it's then you are able to move past? Yeah, it's it's just like I pace a lot and I like shake my head. I'm like, ah, dang it. And I say like very mean things, like just mean words about, or just mean words directed towards myself. Like, ah, idiot. Like, just like (gasps) really just like let it out. And then it's fine. (laughs) I mean, not a bad way of coping. It's not the healthiest, especially if people see you do it and they're like, Ooh, (laughs) but i mean you're you're at least getting it out you're not letting it you're not doing the other thing which is suppressing yeah which is something you said you did you used to do exactly yeah and so how are you managing the stress of the expectation of having something like a tv show go on the air like has that been a, a challenge not necessarily it's interesting because this show specifically um i we it was a great title to have but as far as like working on it we were very we were very separate from it and like we were given the opportunity to be in the in the writer's room and 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 hobnob a lot um but as far as was like so it started as a live show five years ago and you were involved in the live show front of things yes we're all we're still doing it and so just like getting your hands dirty like emails scheduling blah 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 all of that was on us and so this tv show being super separated from it i feel like i haven't done a damn thing and technically i haven't aside from create the show does that feel weird oh yeah yeah like you do especially someone who's so hands-on and everything and a perfectionist do you feel the urge to be like in the kitchen more yeah i really do and it was funny because i was talking to eddie and ryan the other co co producers and creators of the show and i was just like yeah like if we get a, se- a season two like i would really love to have like a working position on the show and he was just like eddie was like dude we have the best titles of the show like what can you do that would be better than what we're doing and it's just like oh yeah <laughs> but also like i i feel left out of, yeah. of the work and that sweat because it's that same thing of like i strive in those types of situations where we're on the ground and like adjusting a thing for like 30 minutes and everyone's just like ah where is it we need to get it done right and it needs to be perfect and just like sitting back and just like watching people do that makes me feel a little silly you are i wouldn't say i don't want to describe you as a workaholic but you're like a get things done kind of person right yeah. like you really like to get the stuff taken care of yes and you do well under pressure yes would you describe yourself as a workaholic yep 
Oh. <laughs> well, I I don't know if it's a workaholic thing or is it or if it's just like I can't say no and I don't know how else to spend my time. I want to backtrack to what you just said about not being able to say no. Boundaries. Oh yes, it all comes back to freaking boundaries. Mm-hmm. But also you the it's interesting that you say you don't know what to do with your time. I don't. If I don't have anything scheduled, I'm just in my bed watching Friends or Gilmore Girls over and over again. Do you read books? I can't read, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy, you can. I can. I actually tried really hard to give myself at least, and this is laughable, 30 minutes um, to read every day. That's not laughable. That's a ton of, that's great. I also only did it once. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) You define what works for you. <laughs> True. True. Work works for me. That's so interesting. I, I, I was going to say like with the connotation of workaholic, one, I don't like how it's like appropriating addiction and applying it to work because sure. I don't, addiction is, a men, is an illness. But two, like it often applies that it is not uh, healthy to be super into our work. Right. But that's, do you think it's not healthy to be super into your work? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that at all. I think it's like super healthy. Cause like when you're in school, you get your, the, what you're proud of is like your good grades or whatever. And when you're working, you're proud of working. And if you don't have, I don't know if you don't have anything you're working on, then I don't know. This is all getting into maybe some childhood things Oops. and like how I was raised. Yeah. How were you raised? Uh, my parents both worked a lot. Um, and, uh, there was like when I was super young, like single digits, my dad was working two jobs. He, uh, had his job that he kind of has now. And he was a Chinese food delivery person. And my mom had a job that had really odd hours. So when we woke up from for school, she was sleeping. And then when we were home, she was at work. Um, so it was just, it was always work and that's, yeah. And you're the youngest of your siblings. Youngest so were, of five, yeah. they were your, were they your main caregivers while your parents were working? No, it wasn't like I didn't see my parents cause they, they tried to make it a point to like be around us a lot, but our main caregivers were kind of ourselves. Like, so I grew up with my brother and he's four years older than me. Um, but it was kind of just like, take care of yourself, figure it all out. You're super self-sufficient and you saw how hard your parents were working. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Did they ever tell you to slow down now as they're older or are they like... My mom gets concerned. Really? That I'm working a lot. She's just like, yeah, there are times where she gets like really emotional on the phone. She's just like, well, you work so much and I just want to make sure that you have friends and stuff and like you go out and do stuff. And so like she gets really stoked when I'm like, I'm on my way to see my my buds. (laughs) (laughs) But you do work a lot. That's really I do. That's interesting to parse, Sammy. Hmm. All right, let's take a pause. Okay. We'll come back and then we will talk about a hobby that you did develop this year. Okay. Called getting getting jacked. <laughs> getting jocked. Getting jocked and jacked <laughs> with Sammy Junio. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. 
Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Okay, so Sammy. Kate, horse. <laughs> Maybe that'll become my thing. Turn in 40. Oh. Adopting the Kate Horse name turn and brand. Turn in 40. Turn in horsey. Turn in horsey. <laughs> Let's talk about your gym journey. Oh, boy. Because all of a sudden this year, your Instagram was filled with pics of you working out. You were coming to recordings fresh from the gym. Mm-hmm. You were very invested. Yes. In your exercise journey. Oh, <laughs> are you st- I want to know what what made you tap into that okay start there okay um I just I got a gym membership good for you and then that was it well no that wasn't it but what um, were you like I need a gym membership well I just got tired of not feeling great about my body and I've done a lot of of reflection on like okay but where is that coming from blah 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 like who's whose outside standards are you like falling victim to and what was your did you find a conclusion on that like what do you think was spurring that uh, it, it just i think it's just like i grew up with superhero stuff a lot and so it's just like ah oh, i don't look like a superhero that sucks and i've got like little uh little um love handles and stuff. I was just like, I don't really love that and, and stuff like that. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just all the, the stuff that we all deal with. It's just like, ah, oh, my body just doesn't look like I want it to. Were you, aside from appearance stuff, mm-hmm. was there a way you were feeling in terms of 
like how you moved or like like just that yeah kind of more noticing yeah and that's like a bigger part of us like not looking as much or looking the way i wanted to it was just like i was sluggish and like got out of breath and i was just like this is no good like you're 30 you're not dying like (laughs) you don't need to just like drag up a hill and like hate going on hikes and stuff just because of all that stuff and i was using my knee injury as an excuse to for inactivity and i was just like that's not that's not it though you're just being lazy and so you got a gym membership i got a gym membership and that was slow goings until uh my friend nikki uh shout out nikki who you met on ok cupid mm-hmm. nikki flores Oop. um she has an apple watch and I have an Apple watch and we started monitoring each other's activities and stuff. Cause you can log all of that and start sharing your data. Oh, interesting. And then there was a thing where you could go into a competition with your friends and you'd have, they're just like, there's a point system based on calories and your activity and like the stand hours and, uh, exercise minutes and stuff. And so we just like went ham. And so the the competition lasts seven or yeah, seven days. And then we just kept on like challenging each other at the end of every week. (laughs) Did you ever win? I won like once, but, uh, my schedule started getting in the way, which was a bummer. And what did you notice about like the routine of going to the gym? What did you like? What did it give you? What did you like about it? Oh, it felt really good. And just like, I got really like excited for the day and I like slept better at night. Mm. I don't have trouble sleeping, but just like noticing that I slept better was great. Like I fell asleep without watching like three episodes of friends. Um, and so that felt good. And I was just like moving through the world better and more like, cause your muscles are in better shape. So you're just like, Oh, okay. Like I'm sitting up straight now. This is great. It feels good to just stand up straight and like see my body, like watching, Oh, this is so lame. But like watching your body, like, like, like lifting weights and stuff is just like so intriguing because you're seeing your body work because you don't really see it working. And even when you're walking and stuff, you can, your body's moving and it's just like, it's really interesting and exciting. I don't think that's lame. I think that's really cool. Like seeing what our bodies are capable of is really powerful. Yeah, that's true. I still like I'll squeeze my own bum like when I'm walking just to like feel with leg muscles. Like, wow. Yeah, it's so cool. Have you been going consistently? I haven't. I stopped uh, in April. My my work schedule was just like up early, work late. And I tried to go to the gym kind of in the afternoon-ish, but I was working through the afternoon. So just like, okay, I didn't. So I didn't go for the entire month of april well i went once in april and then i hurt my i re-hurt my leg my knee on easter and so i've just kind of been like i can't go to the gym like i had i bought a work workout bench uh so i do a little bit of that hold on pause Mm. hold on so many questions here (laughs) you're just blasting through things number one intense easter egg hunt uh i had a very wholesome easter with my friends and it was truly wholesome. So we went to a street fair in the daytime. And then we're just like, oh, we got to come back at nighttime. So we had lunch. Then we played football in a park. Oh, fun. And then we went back to the street fair. And then we went to my house to play beer pong. 
And then I got swept up in um, The Other Side, a song from The Greatest Showman soundtrack. Wait a second. Um, Sammy. Yeah. You go on with it. You hurt your knee. Because I, ju- the- I jumped off a couch because there's a, like a swell in the song and I jumped off the couch and I landed I landed poorly and I hurt my leg. You you jumped off the couch mm-hmm. performing along to The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Uh-huh. And I know the song. I know that. Did you jump off at the part where it goes, this is the greatest show? No, from the other the other side where oh, it's Zach and To and the he- other side. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. Yeah. Oh God, Sammy. <laughs> I've seen that movie 70 million times because it my gets children you. love it. It's actually a very fun movie. It gets you. Yeah. And the music is very catchy. Yeah, it is. Totally. That is a greatest showman injury. That's the first we've ever had on this podcast. Mm, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I re-hurt my leg. And so it's in a brace and it's been in a brace since. So you bought a workout bench for your home? I did. That's and that was commitment. before the in- injury. Well, yeah, because it was like, well, I don't have time to go to the gym and lift weights so i'm just gonna do it at home and have you been consistent with it no not really once like once you once i fall off of something it's really hard to get back on but i'm really gonna try harder (laughs) do you really think you are you can you be at peace with letting it go i don't think i'll get be at peace with letting it go but i'll try harder okay all right I mean, I encourage it. Thank you. Do whatever you have time for and whatever feels good for you. True that. You know what I'm saying? I know. What what kind of bench? Is it just like a weightlifting bench? Yeah, it's a weightlifting bench and it reclines so that it's adjustable. That's cool. Did yeah. you also buy a set of weights? We had weights okay. already. You have like your own little gym. Did you cancel your gym membership? No, I still have it because I still want to go. So what I did at the gym, in the beginning I did uh, the treadmill and then weightlifting but then i found the stairmaster oh and so i i set a goal of being able to do 60 minutes at the stairmaster and then uh weightlifting but i never got to that point so i was doing about 45 minutes on the stairs oh god so fun you like a stairmaster i so do it's so fun you get so sweaty holy crap that is a stairmaster like one what an iconic piece of like late 90s workout tools slash it's really hard oh yeah it gets you like and it's it's just so fun just like that like straining and like the only thing that you're working against is your own body love it have you ever it's interesting to me that you're drawn to the Stairmaster because we live in Los Angeles where one, the weather's perfect 99% of the time. And sure. two, there are a lot of stairs that people like, because it's a weirdly hilly city. Yeah. People do like, there's these really long, uh, I don't know what you call them, just staircases outside everywhere. Have you ever like done those or run those? I haven't, but I'm interested in them. But I know that I, I need a machine to keep me steady and to push me forward like speed speed wise because otherwise i'm just going to take a leisurely walk up yeah. the stairs and uh-huh. just like because i'm stubborn and lazy but i also love moving my body it's a very silly grapple that i have to do i don't myself. think you're lazy i do i can see stubborn <laughs> I also feel I like just give up easy. you might stop to pet a dog oh sure you, oh, you would pet every dog on those <laughs> i would kiss them all yeah so i mean you know i think that's smart you have to do what works best for your body i just think it's interesting a stairmaster versus the the plenty of the outdoor stairs we have here yeah that's fair i've always i've always been like a machine over nature workout wise 
machine over nature. <laughs> I like machine over nature. Mm. We don't get that a lot. We need more machine over nature people. <laughs> I don't think we do. No? Okay, you can be the only one. Um, Sammy, boy, this has been a real treat. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even talk about you being in Squicks, a sexy movie. Oh, yeah. You're in this whole like fetish-based movie. I am. That is really funny and then just like it kind of is what it's really exploring is like when you reach that lull in a relationship where you're like, let's let's try to spice it up and then it just gets awkward and then you just watch Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of, that's what I took away from it. Like, Maggie Mayfish, um, her intentions were just like, you can do all this like really crazy nonsense stuff but like if you really care about your partner and stuff it's you're not gonna go anywhere and it's gonna it's still safe and nice and loving i liked watching you act had you ever acted in anything before um not anything uh long than like that it was long and you were like performing fetish raps with ropes and stuff yeah it was kind of fun <laughs> thank you yeah it was really fun and i think that yeah acting is one of those things where i know i'm good at it but i just didn't I, i've never applied myself to be in a position where that was a thing that i did a lot but maggie like put out a tweet uh asking for like non-binary actors for a short and i was just like what about aspiring actors yeah and she's just like oh yes deal do you you know maggie may i do okay yeah so we worked on a couple of things together before and when we did we ran through a rehearsal she was just like we were talking about it and i was just and she was like yeah like when i set out for writing this project that is based on her true life relationship with her partner who's non-binary she was just like i thought of you immediately and i was just like why don't you just ask immediately then (laughs) Why well, ask Twitter? <laughs> but what's cool is that you had the like confidence and the wherewithal to be like, what about me? Yeah. And uh, that like wild hair comes in me every now and again. I'm just like, don't ever ignore it. That's you. Wait, you never do ignore it. Or you're saying to yourself, don't ever ignore it. I say to myself, don't ever ignore yeah. it. Yeah. Because that like burst of like faith and confidence in yourself is so like rarely i don't know i feel like that doesn't pop up does it pop up a lot for you no um not not really not like that where it feels like i'm like stepping out of my bounds so one other instance that i can think about where i'm just like okay sure was uh when i met my friend chloe who's one of my best friends now and a time uh another time was when my friend mo welch asked me to produce her podcast without any sort of previous knowledge or whatever it's like yeah okay i'll do it you told this on the when you were on uh our show uh many months ago that Mm -hmm. that mo was just like can you make a podcast and you're like yep and then you just did it yeah you got all the stuff and you just did it yeah that's amazing yeah it's it's a it's funny because it's like that thing of those moments i don't step i don't get in the way of myself and those have been those lead to like such great things but also i'm constantly getting in the way of myself (laughs) so it's like what the heck dude like apply it everywhere but (laughs) i don't know well this leads us to an interesting question sammy Mm. you know because you've heard eight million of this pod episodes of this podcast that we end every episode with an intention Mm -hmm. do you have an intention that you're going to leave us with for the next week a weak intention i would say i or it could be longer term if you're feeling that I got to get myself to the gym and I got to get reading more. Do you have a book that you want to crack open? I have uh, Letters from Earth. I've never heard of this book. It's like, it's Mark Twain and it was like banned for a little bit, but like, 
uh, one of the angels or whatever goes down and lives on earth and like observes everything and then writes back to like God. It's pretty funny. That's really intense. It's it's funny. It's okay. it's tw- it's twain. It's twain. <laughs> You're so deep. I like that your book. My book choice would be like a, a magazine. I mean, if I were just reading, if I were just trying to cram in thirty minutes, not cram it, but like if I were just trying to get back to it, I would uh-huh. go gentle. But you're going full twain. I gotta. You gotta go full twain. Intense. Okay. Hot or cold, man. Yeah, that's true. You're hot or cold, <laughs> man. That's so that's so cool. I, I that is the opposite of how I feel. I'm so like so tepid and like. T- like just dip in every little toe in oh sure yeah no i gotta jump in and if i drown then i drown okay well you're not drowning yet i would say you're swimming with the tide i hope so (laughs) (laughs) well i my intention this week is to freaking stay flexy i'm abbreviating flexible okay got it i was just like you're just like, flexing constantly. It's <laughs> just bending over and stretching. No, <laughs> I, my, one of my kids has been sick for a week and it's been like a variety of sicknesses. I'm like, we're very fortunate that one, we have healthcare and two, it just seems to be like some sort of virally stuff, but it does throw a wrench in like everything I had planned, like work and meetings and appointments and get it, you know, and that feeling of like, Oh, it's not going I need I need to be doing it this way and I can't because all these things are changing you know just that feeling sure. where your plans are. so I'm just I'm staying chill life doesn't go as planned I feel like that's been said a million times before but I just need I'm just trying to roll with it because you know there's nothing you can do to change the tides of a child's sickness or just life right you just have to roll with it true so I'm trying to just like stay flexible there's always a solution everything always can work out and when not when it can't work out people are very kind so that's where i'm at hell yeah well sam this has been a <laughs> freaking treat what a delight congratulations on all your successes thank you your number one being this pod we're producing this podcast oh truly truly this is this your, is my credit this is it this, this is, is it. the pinnacle i'm not lying nope <laughs> sammy <laughs> you have a, that you have a tv show yeah you do that's so so cool all right well sammy i'm going to bid farewell to our listeners listeners thank you so much for joining uh me and sammy today we have a voicemail if you ever want to wrangle dingle us call us 781-591-0390 you can always email us at forever 35 podcast at gmail.com we're on facebook we have a very active facebook community uh it's facebook.com slash groups forever 35 podcast we have a lot of spinoffs and there's one about books sammy if you want to get into that book spinoff group i'm busy okay fine <laughs> if you like the show please leave us a review on apple Podcasts. tell a friend and if you really like us you know shout us out on the yield social media and a friendly reminder that all products mentioned on our show are always on our website forever35podcast.com and you can follow us on instagram at forever35podcast and on twitter at forever35pod and most importantly, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and me, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Yay! And Lane Hammer is our assistant, and Lucy is my dog. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye. Okay,